Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hello, everybody. We are here for one of my favorite episodes all year because we only get to do it once a year. It is the 2017 Review. We're sharing triumphs and milestones and numbers and fails and all the things in between that help me. Fails. Uh, I mean, not epic fails, but just some, some small like bumps in the road because okay. it's not all butterflies and unicorns over here oh, all the sure, time. Sure, sure. Uh, but we do have some sexy data for you. We just had our our meeting with Parker, our work husband, aka bookkeeper, aka CFO. Uh, and so we finally have numbers on December, which helped us, I say us as in I crunched this data for you guys. Which you did Uh, not. I did not. Abby did. You should all send her some fruit baskets. Uh, (laughs) so we have that to share with you. Are you guys excited? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know about you, but despite it being the middle of January, A, I feel like 2018 (laughs) didn't start, but 2017. 2017 feels like a million years ago. Yes, it does. So like how you can live in both of those worlds doesn't make sense (laughs) to me, but we're going to go with it anyway. Yeah. So I think just like a general, like what happened uh, in 2017, not necessarily numbers, which we will get into, uh, but I'm going to fly through the year like super quickly so you guys can get kind of in your headspace uh, where these numbers might be coming from. So remember in January, Penelope was born. We took off all of January, eased back into February slowly. We launched our signature program twice, the Strategy Academy, which is something that we've been working on since the day that we met. Uh, we hosted a crap ton of webinars. We ran Facebook ads strategically and well for the first time in 2017. Um, we took a total of 12 weeks off. We went on some vacations. We took just the holidays off. Um, we launched, we hanged, we recorded podcasts. Yeah, we actually launched the podcast and launched a website and ended up in the top 15 business podcasts on iTunes and had a bunch of other recognition here and there and everywhere. And honestly, like to think that all of that happened in one year is really weird. Is bananas. Uh, we talk about all the time how TCC is more like dog years over here. Um, what happens in a year at TCC is normally spread out over the course of many years for other businesses. Um, and so it, it is kind of bananas to look back um, 
at how every month and quarter went this year to to kind of remember like what built upon, you know, I think it's easy at the end of the year to just look at December and like, look at that final number and be like, okay, cool. But to really hash out like where all of that came from, uh, I think is, is pretty cool. What blows my mind though, is that we literally, and I know this is just one aspect of it, but to think like we, we didn't run Facebook ads before March. Right. What? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, you guys can catch up on our Facebook review podcast episodes and our launch review podcast episodes to hear a little bit more about how uh, we've kind of charted the Facebook ad strategies. Um, but it definitely, definitely helped us reach our revenue goals this year. It helped make some things blow out of the water that we completely did not expect. And then it even had one launch not meet its goals at all, uh, because we're still, you know, pretty new to the Facebook ad game. And we don't have a lot of past historical historical data uh, to really base off our moves. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the big moves that happened. So specifically, I want to talk about the podcast. So we've We've done a whole episode review about the past year and our favorite episodes and what worked and what didn't. But I just want to like reminisce in a moment mm-hmm. of glory that we hit 425,000 downloads in 2017. I'm giving jazz hands. You guys can't see it, but spirit fingers and jazz hands are happening over here. That is bananas. Like, If you guys remember, we've mentioned it briefly, but uh, we really only started a podcast because everyone assumed that we already had a podcast. We went to a conference. We went to the Savvy Experience in 2016, in the fall of 2016. It was amazing. Heather Crabtree is awesome. It's a truly, truly wonderful experience. And it feels like every person we ran into there was like, don't you guys have a podcast? Or, oh, think Creative Collective has a podcast. You should ask them that question. Or where's the link to your podcast? And it was one of those things where Abby and I were like, prior to the conference, like, should we do one? I don't know. We already have a lot on our plate. I don't really know if it's going to be beneficial. I don't really know if we're going to like it. We just kind of put it off. But it was on the plane ride back from that conference where we're like, well, everyone thinks we have one. Like, why don't we just start one? Why don't we just see what this is all about? So to go from like that <laughs> to almost... <laughs> like half a million downloads. What? Yeah. Bizarre. Mm-mm. Also, our Facebook group has absolutely exploded. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know we had this intention of growing it, but I think at some point this year, it was like growing so fast, it kind of scared both of us. And so we stopped talking about the fact that it existed I don't know if you remember that moment, but I remember that moment. Yep. Yep. Well, we like took it down as our opt-in, like took it down, not like hit it, but be like, oh crap, there's a, there's a bunch of people in there. Let's slow this puppy down. Like it was getting to the point where we were having to hire people to manage Mm -hmm. it because it was literally just growing so fast. And I mean, my biggest fear with it being large was that... It would become spammy. It wouldn't feel authentic anymore. People couldn't really connect. And I've been blown away with how amazing our members are and how they've really kept it 
an incredible place to hang out online, especially do I need to remind you how many Facebook (laughs) groups closed this year? Yeah, a lot, a lot of Facebook groups closed this year. And, and I think that it's really funny uh, being on this end of, you know, the group now being over 17,000 members. Um, we used to, we had these discussions with us and with our team and with certain members of the Facebook group about like, okay, well, like it's different now that there's only like 9,000. When we get to like 15,000, like we might have to rethink how everything works. Or when we get to 20,000 or whatever. And like, we just get, keep getting closer and closer to those numbers that I felt were so unrealistic, like not that long ago, where I'm like, oh crap, like we're almost there. And I feel like the culture of that group has remained really, really good and strong. Mm-hmm. No, totally. I feel like I'm, I'm going to pull up the Facebook group insights to see if I can even tell this or not, but I would love to see like, based off previous year's growth, like has this year been the most crazy bananas growth, which I know that it has, but I want to know like the details of no, that. No, for sure. So we started the Facebook group right before we went into business together. Because I remember asking you if I should start a Facebook group or not. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, it's a lot of work. <laughs> and it is. And it is. <laughs> um, but I did it anyway. And I'm glad I did. And I'm glad that it became our place to share yeah. and grow so- together. Go ahead. I can only go as far back as July 15th, 2017, which is when I'm assuming insights came available. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from July uh, 15th to today, January, uh, well, to yesterday, January 16th, um, we we were at 11,000 members on July 14th. And right now we're at 17,000. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a funny stat. We've declined. Two and a half thousand, so two, yeah, two thousand four hundred members request to join the group. You want to know why people get declined though? Either a, you're an Indian man that just looks super creepy, which um, <laughs> don't be racist. <laughs> no, I'm not. Nothing against them. Nothing against other races. Um, there was, and and then people who don't answer our questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we require people answer our three questions when you join our Facebook group. And really the main reason for that was we wanted people to understand our rules about spam mm-hmm. and rules about what you can and can't post. And so if people didn't respond to that, they got declined. If they requested to join again but asked or but answered the questions the second time, they were mm-hmm. totally allowed to join. Mm-hmm. So what I think is cool about that number two is so we've declined um 2,400 request, but out of all of that, out of the 17,000 people who are there now, we've only blocked 10 people in that same time frame. So I think because of how many people were like, nope, you didn't meet the requirements on the front end, it really prevents us from having to backtrack and block people on the back end. Yeah. It is very rare that someone has to get blocked from our group. Um, and I'm very, very pleased that in that time frame, only 10 people have. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, during all of this insane growth on the Facebook group, our email list has also been blowing up. Mm-hmm. And 
I feel like, and I'm sure you can resonate with the fact that I feel like we were stuck at 10,000 subscribers forever. So I don't even remember. You might be able to pull up our goal sheet and see where we were in January. Um, But I just feel like it was 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, like Uh for months on end. And then I think the thing that really catapulted us forward were our challenges and they were our biggest email list growth um, because I feel like we had kind of tapped out our organic reach, um, which there's nothing wrong with growing slow or using organic growth to um, propel your business forward. We had used it for a long time and it had served Mm -hmm. us well. But I think we had gotten to a point where we wanted more and bigger results. And if we wanted more and bigger results, we had to pay for them. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we leveraged Facebook ads to really help promote our challenges. Um, and our challenges were awesome. We did three in 2017. And I hope we do at least three this year. Yeah. So here's some cool data about the email list. So we're actually stuck at 11,000 forever. Okay, we were at um, in January, we ended January 2017 with 10,939. And then we hovered around the 11,000 mark for February. March, April was 11.5. June, we went back down to 11.2 because at some point we cleared some people out. Uh, 12.1 in July. In August, it jumped to 14.3. That's awesome. Yeah. And so from there, it goes up. We hovered around like 14.8 again, uh, 15.3. 17.7, which was another challenge spike, 17.8. And then now we're what, around 19? Yeah, we're just over 19,000 right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, honestly, it's this combination of things that leads me to talk about sales because so many people can say, well, I made this much money and it was amazing. Well, it's a multifaceted thing for us. And Mm -hmm. sure. um, Generally we have the highest conversion rate on uh, emails, um, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that the Facebook group or our podcast or our Facebook page or the other ways in which people can interact with us aren't directly impacting our Mm -hmm. overall sales. And so To give you an idea of where we were wanting to go, if you look at last year's goals, we were wanting to generate $500,000 in cash. And the way to make that happen was an insane number of email subscribers and Mm -hmm. students. So if you want to tell us what those numbers were. Yeah. So our quarter three goal for email subscribers was to have 37,240 subscribers. That's funny. To convert 8.5% of those to students. But here's what's crazy. We also wrote down on here our September conversions Mm -hmm. of 2017. So we obviously had nowhere near 37,000. I think uh, back in September, it was before the November hike. So we were probably at about 14,000 subscribers. Uh, Our September conversion rate for our entire list 
was 15.9%. Mm-hmm. That's bananas. Yeah. And it's, um, it, depending on what you look at now, it could be even higher. So uh, for instance, we have the most students in Trello. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that number today, and we're converting 16% of our list into that program. Mm-hmm. And once they are in Trello, they are like inf- a bajillion, uh, infinitely higher, uh-huh. more likely to purchase our other programs. So yeah. ha- having that high of a conversion rate is incredible. We essentially doubled it over last year. So we said our number before was eight. And it wasn't that we were guessing at that number. We took historical data and looked at what we were converting to students previously. Mm -hmm. And it was only 8% of our list. And we've grown our list, but we also grew our students by a ton. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so yes, we ended up nowhere near with the amount of emails, but because we were actively converting higher, and Mm -hmm. we also worked on changing the amount an average subscriber or average student purchases. So Mm -hmm. we tried to drive that price up. Now, at some points, it has gone down, which has been a hard lesson. Um, But we still ended in cash at the end of 2017 with $420,000 in cash. In cash dollars. Now, if we look at our sales number, and this includes affiliate income, as well as any sort of promised um, payment payment plan, plan, we're at 585,000. So we won't ever get 585,000 because there are some affiliates in which we only earn a percentage back, but right. we will end up somewhere in the middle. Um, so mm-hmm. I am so seriously pleased that despite uh-huh. feeling like we were climbing uphill with our email list, mm-hmm. that we hit either whatever you want to say, so close to our goal, or we hit our goal, right. or we passed our goal, right. or whatever you want to... However you want to define that for yourself, it makes me pretty damn happy. I am <laughs> ecstatic with yeah. that. And I think the biggest thing that really catapulted us into that arena, well, I guess two things. Um, a, I'm going to keep going back to Facebook ads. I'm not saying it's yeah. the reason, but it, it was immensely helpful. And yeah. then... We also launched our signature program. And -hmm. not only is our signature program jam-packed with a bunch of stuff, but it's also a a much higher ticket price than majority of our courses. Mm -hmm. And we knew, whether we wanted to admit it or not, that we might not be able to grow in numbers the way we wanted to unless we had a higher price product. Mm -hmm. And so... I mean, we were going from a $29 product and having generally products under $500 Mm -hmm. for two years Mm -hmm. until we're like, all right, here's a 2K program. And it worked. So we went from $190,000 in cash um, revenue in 2016 to $420,000, which so... If anybody's doing math, that means we more than doubled 
our mm-hmm. revenue and mm-hmm. our team also grew and the amount of people working with us also grew. And so mm-hmm. I want to kind of dive into what were our main players on the revenue side and then what were our main expenses? Yeah. So Strategy Academy, our signature program, which I hope would be at the top end of our yeah. money makers. Um, it, it was. It it gave us 34% of our overall, um, which is not shocking to me at all. Mm-mm. No, no. And we want to we want to bump that up. A goal of ours is to have that be at least 50%, preferably closer to the 70% range uh, in 2018. And then behind that, we had Rock Your Biz, which is a makeup of multiple courses, which were actually have no current plans of bringing back. Um, It was a bundle of at one point four programs and then later Mm -hmm. three programs. And though it performed really well, we found that there was some confusing messaging going along with that Mm -hmm. program. And so we do want to continue utilizing those amazing programs, but we're going to break them back out into their original mm-hmm. form. Um, so Rock Your Biz, that bundle, um, brought in 23% of our total revenue. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Mm-hmm. And then a shocking third placer, because I think I never really knew the power of like not only our affiliates, but like affiliate relationships and, and how great it can impact your 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 monies, really. Uh, we had affiliates bringing in 21% or closer to 28% if you're looking at that cash projection sales. Of, our, uh, right, of our total revenue for 2017. And a big key player of that was Courtney Foster Donahue and her program FB Everything. Not like a big player, like the main player. So no, right. There there was her and then there was like some specs. Yeah. So there are <laughs> some other people that played into that, but that was the vast majority. So we launched um the Facebook course that she has I'm trying to think three or four times. I think three. So there was the 48 no, hour no, four times. There was a 48, four times. 48 hour sale, the sale at the end of July, the the other one. <laughs> you know what the I'm talking one. about. And then the last one. Okay. So it was four. Right. Yeah. So we launched four times. And if you want to know that number, we generated in sales $139,810 just from one affiliate. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you have any person or company or something that you are hugely passionate about, Mm-hmm. And you shout it from the rooftops, it can financially it impact your business yeah. in huge ways. Now, whether yeah. we realized it or not when we started, like there was no goal to have it be this much of our income. No, no. Um, but in a lot of ways, us putting energy there was not a waste of time. Nope, not at all. Uh, the things that it served our business outside of the cash dollars um, is tremendous. So, uh, A, our relationship with Courtney is phenomenal. She's an amazing human being. She's smart. We have another friend in the online entrepreneur world, which you know is hard to come by. Uh, we bought her program with our own money before we knew that much about her because we wanted to learn about Facebook ad strategies and it worked and we got proven results. So A, we, we were already happy before we even were an affiliate for the program mm-hmm. because we already had the results from it. Um, but we also got in front of a brand new audience. She added value to our audience. She was a guest on the podcast and it was just this amazing give-take relationship mm-hmm. Of if we're both wanting to make some money, like let's do it together because she recognizes that the way that her audience is set up, although very similar to ours, 
is not our audience. Like it's not. She does not talk to just women. She does not talk to just creatives. Like it's a it's a lot more broad and and her industry stems from a lot more in-person type of businesses uh, than online, where ours is more online than in person. And so she was getting in front of new people that she would never like ever get in front of without that type mm-hmm. of relationship. Right. Uh, so it was very, very mutually beneficial. Well, and the cool part is that revenue was generated in nine months of the year because we weren't officially mm-hmm. affiliates until March 23rd. Yeah. Which, yeah, like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> our, our cut from that is more than I made ever. Our cut from that affiliate is more than I had made ever. So let that sink in for a second. (laughs) So what I'm saying is, specifically for affiliates, which could be a whole other episode on its own, but if, if something has drastically impacted your life like that, no matter what it is, a program, a product, a service, it doesn't matter. If there's any opportunity for you to benefit from that, seek it Mm -hmm. because it's going to be the easiest thing you've ever sold in your life because you're just telling your story. And honestly, I also learned a lot by how to sell our own stuff by selling her thing Mm -hmm. because we rely just like just on our story and our facts and the journey and like, here's what happened and this is why you should buy it. And I feel like sometimes that's lost when you're trying to sell your own thing. Mm -hmm. And so it was refreshing to kind of get that back. Yeah. And this leads me to the fourth on the list, which is by no means a small player that this, mm-hmm. this program has a huge role in our business. If you haven't figured that out already, and we're talking about Trello, we're talking about Trello for business.com. <laughs> so that was a commercial segue. <laughs> uh, ninja plug. <laughs> um, so Trello brought in 11% of our total revenue, which considering it's a $29 program, (laughs) that is massive. You do the math or I'll do it for you. She can do it for you because no one listening knows how to do Um, math like you. Trello made us $45,878. Yeah, that's a lot. From one $29 program. Yeah. Uh, I, I I want, I encourage you guys though, but before, like this is tainted with a giant disclaimer. Do not hear that as you should only charge $29 no. for your no. products. Do not, do not, do not, do not. I'm going to smack you right now in the face if that's where your head went. I want you after this episode, after you're done listening, go back and listen to the strategy behind our $29 product and why it works. It's an episode we did a while ago, but listen to that before you're like, well, Abigail and Emily said I should only charge 30 bucks for this thing. So that's what I'm going to do. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. No, but here's what we do know. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. The people say it again. Tell me again. The people who purchase Trello are infinitely more likely to purchase our other programs. Yep. And if we're converting 16% of our list into Trello, 
And then it's making up that much of our income. Like, it's just, it's just full circle of, I yeah. love this program and yeah. I just want to love well, on it and hug on it and kiss it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes, it makes business fun some days because it's like, okay, if we're converting at 16% and the people who buy Trello, I don't know what the percentage is. We, we could dig around for that. The people who buy Trello, the percentage who bought something mm. else. I uh, could find out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some days, my only focus is to get more people to buy Trello, a $29 no-brainer product. I spend like way more energy trying to market and sell, you know, a $2,000 product, which offs, right? But how fun is it that some days where you're like, you know what, I'm just going to get some more people into this $29 program because I know that's going to pay off way big in the long run. How fun does that make some strategies meetings, right? Talk about no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to tell you, of the people okay. who yeah. bought Trello, how many of them purchased something else? Um, I'm going to do the math. Hold on. Hold on. This is live okay, action. I'm going to talk about something. I'm going to talk about something while you're doing okay. the math. I'm going to go back to our Facebook group conversation for just a okay. second. I looked at some more data again in that same time frame of July 14th, 2017 to January 15th of 2018. I was looking at um, our engagement stats on that. And I wanted to tell you that of the 17,000 members we have, over 13,000 of them are considered active by Facebook standards, which is bananas high, like bananas high. What Facebook considers to be active are members who viewed, posted, commented on, or reacted to group content. So that means that just roughly a little less than 4,000 of the people hanging out might have forgotten that they're even in our group and they never see it in their newsfeed. That to me ain't nothing shabby. No. Now, I want you to guess oh, God. how many people who bought Trello also bought something else. Okay. Uh, is it... <laughs> I'm going to be, like, way off. Okay. Is it... For, is it over or under half? Like, let me get there. It's definitely under. Okay. People who bought Trello bought something else. If we're converting regular at 16%, so this is a smaller group of people, but they're more convinced. Is it like 23%? You're close. So we converted the people who bought Trello, 19% of those people hey. go on to buy something else. Now, here's the stat that will blow your mind. Ready, guys? You better be ready to scoop your brains off the table. Okay. So over like in the past two years, this isn't just 2017. In the past two years, we've had 2,700 people buy Trello. Okay. Now, only, <laughs> only 516 people make up the rest of our revenue. I'm okay. I need you. I I need you to say that again. <laughs> okay. So in the last two years, t since Trello started, we've made mm -hmm. seventy thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars. In okay. twenty seventeen, 
we have made 45,878. Now, of the 420,000, mm-hmm. you subtract 45,000, the mm-hmm. rest of that revenue comes from only 516 people. That is insane. Okay, so I'm going to do some more math here just because that's a really... 516 people? Uh-huh. Hey, I mean, this shows you guys beautifully. The power of charging for an opt-in, which is basically what we do with Trello, and the power of having a high price signature program. How they both work hand in hand and how I personally do not believe you can have a highly profitable business without both. So of those 516 people, to make up the difference, those people are spending on average $725 with us. Those are some... I'm shaking my head like an unbelievably no. Those 516 people are really important. I actually have never pulled this stat before. I want to print this list of people, highlight this list of people, understand them more because this is important. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shit. Shit. (laughs) Shit. Okay. Done with this episode, got to go do some stats. Okay. Um, No, but really quickly, because we don't have a ton of time left, I want to dive into where our costs lied. So we talked about the four main income generators. I want to talk about the two main costs and the two costs that you might think are way the flip higher that are not. Yep. So in the past, we've talked about it's expensive to scale. And I do not joke about that. Emily and I remain the only, and probably only for a while will this be this the same. I'm guessing this year it'll change. But for now, Emily and I are the only full-time employees of our business. Mm-hmm. We have worked with a ton of contractors, some on one-off projects, some on ongoing basis, sometimes on a retainer. But that means that Emily and I are the only ones who get a payroll paycheck. Everyone else is paid on contract. Guess how much, and you can see, so this is an unfair guess, how (laughs) many or how much of our income is spent on people besides us, not us. This doesn't include us at all. Guys, do you want me to spoil it for you? It's 16%. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. Now... We've talked to our bookkeeper and he's he's very much in this is a healthy number. He would like yeah. this number and this I think has really translate to a business of any size that yeah. the number should not exceed 20%. So if you can yeah. have it lower, awesome. Um he's seeing the norm between 15 and 20. Mm-hmm. So Mm-hmm. I'm glad that's a healthy number, but to us, it felt like we were bleeding money everywhere. Yep. Well, and I think this, and this is another discussion for for shifting team and hiring different people and whatever, but I also feel like we felt like we were bleeding money because we didn't have the right people on our team. And so like, I think what we've been learning is like, you need to let, we need to like assess that situation faster 
and like get people out quicker if we do not see it working. Because I'm happy to spend 20% if it's, you know, working. But you feel bad for leaking all of this money out if you're like, oh, I don't even know where that's going towards. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the next one will not surprise you, but I'm sure a lot of you are wondering, to get to this point in business, how much did they spend in 2017 on Facebook ads? A lot. I mean, yes, a lot, but this is way less. Like, I know someone who spends this times two in one month. I know, but... But for us, it was a lot. Because, I mean, it was more than my salary. Yeah. Yeah, we spent more on Facebook ads than our salary. So we spent $52,500 or 12.5% on Facebook ads. And we learned some lessons. Like Emily mentioned, you have to go back and listen to the specific launches. But in general, the majority of that was tied to a launch. We weren't running ads at random. I would say, in my opinion, there's probably close to like 8,000 of that that should not have been spent. Every other penny of that, I'm like, check approved, check approved. Yeah. There's a couple things I was like disappointed about, or there was a couple of things that we talked about um, in the last Strategy Academy launch where the leads were just costing us infinitely higher, not infinitely, but a lot, just a lot lot more than we had had in the past. So um, Mm -hmm. if you want to dive into that, I would go listen to the launch episodes and listen to more about the Facebook ads, but we spent a chunk of change to get to where we are on advertising. Mm-hmm. And prior to yeah. this year, we spent zero. Mm-hmm. We're very, very close to zero. Yeah, like less than 300 bucks. <laughs> so here's the thing that I want to show you is something I feel like people put on a pedestal. Uh-huh. And it's going to change everything. Uh-huh. And it's... It had nothing to do with our success or very, very Uh minimal to do with our success. Um, So the first one, and I see this more with people that require things to do their job, i.e. a photographer needs a camera, a graphic designer needs a computer or Adobe Photoshop or whatever. Okay. So you require hardware and software to do your job. Mm -hmm. I'm not doubting that. Right. Like so do we. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think a lot of people think, well, if I just upgrade my computer, if I get a new lens, Mm -hmm. if I do this, I'm going to make so much more money. Mm -hmm. If I have this plugin and this theme and this funnel thing and this timer and this whatever, that will make the difference. We spent, let's do the math. We spent six times more on ads and we spent eight times more on people than we spent on mm-hmm. hardware and software. So 2% of our total revenue was spent on upgrading hardware or software. Mm-hmm. That's minuscule. Like I'm not yep. like, that's nothing. I looked at that number and I was like, I could have mm-hmm. spent way more than this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We didn't. 
2%. And the next one I'm going to say, I'm not going to linger on it too much because we are an education company and we have to sell courses <laughs> to survive. But I do think a lot of people think if I just take one more course on Blink, yeah. that it's going yep. to make all the difference. And I think we're going to probably invest more in education this year than we did last year. Mm-hmm. I feel like last year was just hustle mode. Um, yeah. But we only spent 1%. On continuing yep. education in 2017. Yeah. So I, I want you, you have the data, guys. It's January. You have a whole year of data. Even if it's not high numbers, there's something there, right? I want you to break out some of these formulas for yourself. How much did you spend in hardware or software? How much did you make? How much did you make selling that particular product or service? Break out all of this stuff so you can begin to see trends, so you can begin to see the things that are pulling their weight, because I guarantee you there's something in there that will surprise you. I am very surprised about the hardware, software, and the education piece, really. So I really want you to break this stuff down because I feel like once you know this, you're empowered to make different and better decisions moving forward. But most importantly, I want to wrap this up by saying thank you. Seriously. It's because of you guys. It's because of our community. It's because of you listening, downloading, rating, reviewing, buying, opting in, showing up to live, registering for things. It's because of all of those behaviors that enable to us to have this amazing job, this amazing business, this company that gives other people jobs that supports our families, that supports our Chipotle eating lifestyle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nothing fancy over here, but you're making amazing waves and you're helping us do that. And, And I hope that by you being here, that we're helping you turn around and enabling you to do the same thing in your business and empowering you to do the same thing for others in your life and your family. Um, but thank you for making 2017 Epic. I cannot wait to tackle 2018 with you guys. Um, I hope you're hanging out in the community. You can go introduce yourself at thinkcreativecollective.com slash community. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.